everyone, and welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast, where each week we find out just what makes our Oklahoma songwriters tick. If you've ever been interested in the process of how songs get written, or if you're a songwriter looking for tips and inspiration, then you are in the right place. I do one-on-one interviews with your favorite Oklahoma artists and dig into why and how they write their music. I'm your host, Jared Voluch, and I'm very, very happy you're here. Let's get started. Welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast. As always, I'm Jared Veluch, and today I am joined by a wonderful new friend, Kirk Saffel. How you doing, man? Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, glad to be here. Awesome. You guys, Kirk is a local guy. He uh, has a very, very unique, neat style that is, uh, it's just, it's, it feels really good. You guys are going to enjoy listening to his um, track look into my eyes after this podcast and you'll certainly enjoy hearing from him here. So without any further ado, we'll get going on it. <laughs> How you doing today, man? Fantastic. Yeah. Just, man, it's been a day. It got <laughs> windy, got wild. Yeah, it did. We're into some people I knew and. Well, it's so damn close to Thanksgiving too. <laughs> I know. It's like, I know. yeah. It's like everybody comes back to town and just stumbling over people. So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I got to go up to Tulsa on, uh, well, Thursday, Thanksgiving day. Mm-hmm. I'm so from Broken Arrow. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. So but I'm not going there. My, my parents, they travel full time. Now they sold their home oh, in Broken really? Arrow and now they're gone. So do they RV it? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. I want to do that now. Yeah. I want to do that before my hip hurts. Yeah. I, yeah. You should. <laughs> You should do that then. <laughs> that was one of my original plans. Actually, yeah. I left Tinker um, May of twenty. What was that eighteen? Yeah, May of twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. and uh, I was gonna sell my house and just buy an RV and just go because <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'll make enough money off the house, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll just travel around and, yeah. and play for what I can and figure this whole thing out, and have some fun. But hey, here we are. I think I made the right decision because now I can always come back here. So. Oh yeah. As long as you're not regretting. I mean, it's, it's like, Oh yeah. No, this is all working. I mean, yeah. not that I'm making anything off the podcast, but it's something <laughs> that I absolutely love. <laughs> and I think it's cool to be able to build this community that we all need. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if any of you guys thought I was in this for the glory and money, then, uh, <laughs> And that is absolutely not the case. <laughs> I've invested more money into this than I really should have. Oh, man. So, uh, Kirk, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How'd you well, grow up? Well, I'm from uh, from Brooklyn Arrow originally. Uh, then we moved to New Mexico. Well, I was a kid for four or five years. And then we moved back to Oklahoma. And back to Broken Arrow, and I graduated from there. Um, then uh, traveled around a bit and uh, ended up meeting my wife in Florida and live, lived up in Indiana for a little while and came back, finished up school, and boom, boom, boom. So awesome. Three kids later. Three kids later. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Um, well, what... Uh, you said you played ball in high school or some I, sport. I, I wrestled a little bit for a couple of years, had, had some knee issues, so stopped doing that. But I was at Broken Arrow, so I was, I was JV there. 
which is like, that's pretty good district, pretty, isn't it? Yeah. There were like the varsity guys all get full rides to yeah. Division two. and I, But anyway, not too into that these days. So forget <laughs> it. But I, uh, yeah, did that. And then I ended up swimming and I was, you know, kind of middle of the pack kind of guy. So, Oh yeah. But, so you yeah. did, I mean, you did sports in high school and you said you didn't do a ton of music then. No, well, I was more involved. I was kind of, I was, I was going to a small church back then. I was going to church in Claremore actually. And this little, I lived it, there for yeah. a little bit. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to a, uh, justice Taiwa element, right? Yeah. Oh. Elementary school. Okay. Was out there. Okay. Well, I, uh, I was going to, uh, this little independent Baptist church out there <clears throat> and I was by far the youngest person. And, uh, I was, yeah, nobody was really able to help. So I kind of helped with the music, just kind of like leading hymns type of thing. I just go up there and wave my arm around type of thing. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and, uh, that led to a pastor pointing out that I didn't know what I was doing. And, uh, I kind of, well, why did you do it then? Yeah. It kind of, <laughs> not, it wasn't him. It was a visiting pastor. Yeah. And, uh, he yeah, kind of put me down in front of some people and I pulled away from music for a while. So it was uh, kind of a sad thing, but cause it was like, it was such, Oh, it's so impressionable back then, you know? Oh yeah. That, we take things so hard. Oh man. Yeah. I would have, would have thrown down now. So, but you know. Live and learn. Yeah, so I got I got burned on the music thing for a while, and then I didn't really um, had a passion for it, but never I was too scared to do anything with it for a long time. Hmm. So, so when did you start even writing? Um, like when did you pick up? When did you first? When uh, when did you pick up your guitar and start doing that? Nineteen, just kind of playing some Coldplay chords type of thing <laughs> yeah the classic <laughs> yeah yeah three or four uh, <laughs> and uh started with that and then i just kind of started doing weird trying to make up my own sound mm -hmm. uh just kind of putting chords together and uh did that for about five years my wife will tell you it was a miserable time <laughs> and uh <laughs> but yeah i just play endless hours just chords that weren't really connected, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I did that for a long time throughout my twenties. And then I kind of started playing with some people off and on that, um, I helped out with another church a little bit. They're like, Oh, you can, you know, three chords. Okay. Come yeah, on. You know, type of thing. You're overqualified. Uh, here. yeah. And, um, yeah. So then I did that. And then I basically just had these uh, emotional break type of things. And, um, eventually one of those led to songwriting when I was almost 30, 20, okay. 29. Yeah. Yeah. I knew there had to be something in there to give, uh, the depth that mm -hmm. I feel in your song. Yeah. Uh, well, whenever I heard you at JJ's the other day, but also like just in here tonight, look into my eyes, like there's a depth to you that is not, I don't care how talented a person is. You can't fake that mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's always something for yeah. a songwriter, especially there's, there's got to have been some shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of layered shit, I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, some of it's uh, some uh, soul pain from religion, from being raised a certain way, um, from, you know, relationships to, you know, oh, yeah. death of friends. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's things that everybody experiences, but... Um, I don't know if I, you know, I, I think some of those things I had difficulty processing for a while and, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm doing better with it now, but it's kind of channeled, you know, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. for different people at pain and all that stuff, it manifests in different ways. And with somebody that's artistic, it can, I mean, unfortunately, Pain yields the greatest art. Yeah. Um, yeah. My favorite songs were, yeah, usually yeah. inspired by something or like they'll come right on the tail end of something that was just super heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. I know. It's like, that's, I mean, that's actually a love song that I wrote, but it was, uh, <laughs> I tell my wife, I'm like, I wrote you another love song. She was like, is it going to make me cry like pain tears like the last one too? <laughs> like, uh, okay, I should put this away for now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Oh yeah. So wait, have you, have you been with your wife? Like, is this the woman that most of these songs are written about or like not most of your songs, but like your love songs is, uh, it, when did you guys get married and all that oh, stuff? Oh, uh, we've been married for 12 years. So, um, so I got married when I was 22. She, nice. was, she was 22. And, uh, yeah, we're both, we're both wild people. So I don't even know, I don't even know how we've made it. We're both very stubborn and, but we love each other quite a bit. So, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we're, we are intense people sometimes. So, you know, with our love, but, uh, yeah. but, uh, it's, uh, man, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. So see, that's an interesting thing to me alone because I've written, I mean, all of my songs, mm -hmm. there's, uh, there's obviously uh, several that were inspired by a relationship, but mm -hmm. like none of those lasted. So yeah. I, don't have to, I don't have to worry <laughs> yeah. about like, can she hear me playing this song right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, <clears throat> just perspective on it, or for, for you to have that experience. Yeah. I've never really thought about that because all of your love stuff, pain stuff, it's going to be with that same person. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of that material is, that's probably why it has so much power too, honestly, now that I think about it. Maybe. Uh, I, I think she feels it too when she hears it, you know? So mm -hmm. like, um, could be healing for she, both of you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think several, especially several, I think that one looking at my eyes is, uh, I think she feels the, you know, there's two characters in it, you know, and I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've, you know, like l literally like some of those lines were in a way were spoken between us, you know? And so, um, so it, it, it's, carries a lot of meaning in our relationship. So, and she even listens to my, my, uh, my album that I, you know, uh, she listens to it and really, uh, I don't know. It's special. It's just a special thing. So, 
That's awesome. I didn't like do that thinking that she'd ever listen to it, you know? Well, no, I don't uh, think you can. Yeah. You yeah. have to just let it, you have to let yeah. music happen. You yeah. can't force really. Yeah. But uh, something about it connects with her and I'm glad. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, shoot. I mean, that's all. Yeah. I like that a lot, actually. Nice. That's really cool. <laughs> um, so, you, I mean, when did you, you started writing when you were about 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And how old are you now? Uh, 34. I'll be, in February, I'll be 35. Yeah. Damn. That's impressive. Four or five years of writing and you already have like a, you have such a strong style and a really well put together style at that. Cause it's, you don't, there's a lot of folks that it, it takes a long time to work out how a melody should resolve into a bridge or a chorus or whatever it is, or yeah. people chase down rhythms that don't quite make sense yet. And that's all with, you know, error, error, yeah. uh, troubleshooting, like you yeah. only learn by doing kind of the, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, your style is extremely polished Yeah, for somebody that's been doing it for four or five years. Well, I mean, it's like, I don't play anybody else's music. And so I, if I have five minutes, I pick it up and I play something, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, and so that's, that's the only thing I play is my own stuff. So just because I have with three kids, I, I just don't have, um, a lot of time. <laughs> I don't, I don't have, yeah. And I hate to use that as, a, as an excuse, but like if, if I do have time, I'm going to put it towards what I, you know, already have, I guess. So, yeah. which, you know, there, there will be a period of growth at some point, but <laughs> right now, right now I'm just, um, I really try to go through my songs and, and I like them. So it's, it's easy for me to play. So, right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So when did you, um, when did you start writing or uh, writing? When did you start performing these, um, out in public? So, uh, yeah, we, so I had like a big, uh, I don't want to say emotional break cause it sounds like I was hospitalized or something, but it was just a, a major event emotionally when I was 29, which led to us eventually moving back up to Indiana near Chicago where my wife is from. Okay. And, uh, I was writing so many songs and I was like, I got to play these, you know, I got to start doing something with these or stop, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't, I don't think songs are meant to be, I think songs are only songs when they're heard, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. So we'll I don't, feel, you start to feel a nagging in your soul kind of, yeah. if you have this pile of music that you are, yeah, you're proud of, yeah, but not in the sense of like, I really want to show this to someone, but it's yeah. like, I feel like this needs to be heard. Yeah. If it's yeah. by two people, it needs to be heard. Exactly. And so, um, so to kind of complete the process, I was like, well, I got, I wrote these songs and you know, my wife isn't covering her ears anymore. So, you know, maybe this is the time that I should play them in front of other people. And, uh, cause I sucked for a long time. I just want to make it clear. <laughs> so, uh, maybe not when I started writing songs, but leading up to that, um, before I had the confidence to put the words to paper. But, um, so yeah, I was in Northwest Indiana near Chicago. So I basically 
entered into Chicago and played dive bars there. Now there's one place called the Gallery Cabaret in Bucktown. All right. And it was a divey place, man. Divey, like lots of old drunk people, you know, (laughs) mixed with young drunk people, (laughs) like hipster crowd type of thing. And uh, I'd go up there and I mean, you don't know. There were some very talented people you'd play before. Sometimes you'd play before a full band, just like a touring band that their gig fell through. (laughs) So they're here now. Yeah. And they're like, oh, by the way, we're a full band and we brought our drums and we're going to, you know, we're going to kill it. And then they'd like, you know, put a, you know, carry a hat around and be like, Hey, these guys need to get to the next town. Who wants to give us money? So they would do that. And then they're like, here's Kirk. Uh, who's this? Uh, Kirk. <laughs> you know, so I'd go up there and play my, yeah. play my songs with zero confidence, uh, which makes it a lot harder. <laughs> it does. You know, like if you don't own it, it makes it miserable. If you're uh, unsure, so are they. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So I, I did that just week after week, you know? Um, I mean, there were times where I was just, be, I'd be driving to Chicago. I'd be like, just think of excuses to just turn around. You know, like, I'm like, uh, I'm not feeling well, you know, just, I'm like, I'm already, what, what am I doing? You know, it's like this conversation, this voice in your head. That's always doubting, you know, that you're always doubting yourself. Um, I don't know what alien it is that's in my brain, but he was loud there for a while and uh, he's been getting quieter over time. But, um, but I was somehow able to overcome that, that hump and just keep playing. And then I got more comfortable in front of folks and kind of started gigging around South Bend, Indiana up in Chicago. And it was fun. So it's kind of just boom, boom, boom. That's awesome. Yeah. So when did you, uh, when did you, you have a full album of an EP, five songs, five songs. When did you, uh, decide to cut that? And where did you, where'd you do it? So, uh, there's a guy named uh, Nate Butler in Goshen, Indiana. And uh, there's this really sweet spot called Ignition Music. And underneath, in the basement, he owns a studio. <laughs> and he does, I mean, he's worked with the Accidentals, um, the, uh, I'm trying to think, some of the other bands. Like regionally, like up near Detroit, going down in northern Indiana. And into Chicago, he's played with some good players around there, and uh, or he's he's produced them, and he's also does, he does a lot of mixing for. I, mean, I can't even think of him off the top of my head, but he's kind of tapped into some people in Nashville and stuff, nice. and uh, so he's a great guy, great producer. He and his wife have a band, and I opened for them <laughs> at nice. this random bar, and he heard me and he was like, "Hey, I'd love to do something with you," which. I hear that, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm sure anybody who plays music, they have somebody come up and it's like, Hey, give me some money and I'll record you type of thing. You know, I was like, okay, whatever. And, but I loved him so much. He's such a good guy. He and his wife and his, his music. I mean, he's, he's got some great music as well. And, uh, uh, so I heard his music. I was like, you recorded your own stuff. I was like, Hey, I like it. So I'll record with you since I know it doesn't, you know, it's not going to sound poorly mixed, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. you know, I mean, you can record, you can have the inputs, but as far as balancing those sounds out, man, that's when it gets ruined, you know? 
And oh, yeah. uh, recording has been one of the coolest yeah. things that I've done mm-hmm. so far in music without even. Yeah. Well, I wasn't even. I did it because I, w- I wanted to get ideas <laughs> out and I wanted to build something and yeah. see how big I could make, like, you know, take my guitar and then my voice and then layer all these things yeah, over top yeah, and yeah. see if I could see what I could do with it. Yeah. But over time, it began to become this thing of like, man, how can, how can I best capture the sound? And then, cause if I do my job correctly, just capturing like we were doing earlier, if I can, if I get the right balance with your voice mm-hmm. and I get the right sweet spot on the guitar with that condenser mic and stuff, like you'll find that you don't have to work so hard yeah, and you let the performance kind of breathe and be itself and like you just learn all that stuff over time yeah well this guy has a lot of experience and i heard multiple mixes across different genres that he had played he i went and visited him at his studio and he showed me all this stuff and um he talked a lot about mixing and proper mixing and things like that and i was that was something that stood out in my ear because i i just knew i didn't want to spend my time and money on something that just didn't feel good. Didn't feel, didn't feel like anybody would listen to it, you know, yeah. or it didn't feel, yeah, what I wanted was to create something that I would actually listen to, you know? Um, and so I, anyway, I went to him cause I thought I could do that and I feel like I did do that. So uh, three and a half days, knocked it out had a friend, uh, Chaz Hearn played the, did vocals and uh, played banjo on it and nice. Nate, uh, played drums on it, had one of his friends come in, play bass and boom, boom, boom. It was done quick. And that was like a blur. I didn't know anything about recording anything. And there, of course there's a lot of things I would have done differently now, but, uh, man, it was, it was a lot of fun. So anyway, I recorded that too. <laughs> it's been two years now, but I did that. Then we had a baby. And then it like mm, it like threw everything off the rails. I didn't even factor in life, you know, in this whole process <laughs> of making music. And uh, anyway, so there we are. That's awesome. Uh, does it have? Does your EP have a title? It does. It's called uh, "Pain and Passion." Pain and Passion. And you did that just under your name, correct? Mm-hmm. Kirk Sapple. Yep. And that's available. On all streaming platforms, I would imagine. Um, all across, yeah. Nice, man. Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music. What's the other one? iTunes. Oh, yeah, the iTunes. Yeah. Can't get away from those guys. No. No, so. No, so. So take me through, <clears throat> take me through a typical writing session. What kicks that off? What, and then what kind of drives it? Do you, do you look for something in the guitar part you're playing first or do you have like a melody you build in your head or is it a, a lyrical phrase that you're just like, this feels really powerful to me right now. And then you try to build off of that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, kind of 50, 50 as far as how it works out. Cause I will have a general idea well, like a song um, name, which is on my EP, I wrote that in 15 minutes. That's the last song you heard me play. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I wrote that like like this, like before work. I was late for work because I was finishing it. 
And, but it just was like, it hit me. Um, and I mean, I couldn't even think at work cause I knew I had to get back home to <laughs> work on it, you know? Uh, cause I mean, you write it and then you edit it forever. But, um, yeah. So, so some of my songs are like that. They just kind of have a, have an idea, um, whether it's melodic, uh, or, and then I come to the guitar, but usually I am just tinkering on the guitar and end up with something or I'll see, I'll sometimes see people playing and I try to mimic what they're doing, but I don't actually hit the chords they're doing. It just, I kind of use movement and it just, something clicks and then all of a sudden I hear something, you know, in my, my head and then, um, then it just kind of lends itself to certain words and then that leads to an idea. Mm-hmm. And then from that idea, I can start painting a picture, I guess. That's cool. So like looking through my eyes started like that. I had, um, I had a lot, of, I had a good portion of the music, um, except for the bridge, um, had a good general idea of what I wanted, uh, for, you know, several weeks. Um, and then, and then I started kind of meditating on, on a person, um, which in this case was Soren Kierkegaard. <laughs> I was, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a, one of the first existential, uh, philosophers mm-hmm. and uh, philosophers. And, um, he was a guy that like, I just was intrigued by the story. He was basically was in love with his gal. Right. And he was going to marry her. He was going to have his life just set. He was going to become like a, what are they called? Like a, a little pastor of a little parish, you mm-hmm. know, he was going to have a little bit of money. They're going to live. They're going to be happy. He was in love. Da, 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 da. He happened to be brilliant. Right. And had an offer to go to Germany or somewhere besides where he was, I think the Netherlands, something like that. And, uh, so yeah, he decided to go to school and leave her, but then in his writings in the future, he just regretted it, regretted Mm -hmm. it. Like he kept bringing her up in all of his writings, right? Just over and over and over again. And I kept thinking, I was like, damn, this fool is just like, like how much of a regret, like, sure. You like, like basically created a genre of philosophy, you know, uh, which totally led to Hegel and Nietzsche and like all these guys in the future. Right. But that didn't really help him. You know, <laughs> like no. he was in love and he left her and then he got to see her live a happy life and it was miserable. And then anyway, so the song was kind of became like a, what if, like, what if he just didn't go that direction? Hmm. So, which I could relate to cause my wife and I, you know, with, she's a very, motivated, ambitious person. And, you know, I, um, want to be an ambitious person, (laughs) you know, know, I'm, I'm my own worst enemy on that, but, um, but there's these longings that we have. And so that's kind of, you know, I was looking at a story and I was literally putting my kids to bed, you know, writing the song, you know, I had it, had the melody in my head and I was just, there were, slowly falling asleep, dazing off, you know, type of thing. And I was just writing down the song. 
So I remember it clearly. I was sitting in the hallway of this little house. So it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so there's moments like that. I don't know if I answered the question quite clearly, but it's, uh, um, I, I, I'm not a, uh, like a rigorous type, right? Like sit down every day to write. It's, uh, it's more like an ache that I have that I don't always respond to. And then when I do something lands. So yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I, <clears throat> I go through both forms, uh, with my personal music. I'll, I'll sit down and I'll try to force things sometimes yeah. and then I'll have to get up and walk away. Um, it's why I, it's one of the reasons I enjoy getting to write for other people. Yeah. Because that keeps me, you know, um, in the process. Yeah. And when you write for someone else, yeah. it's easier a lot of times. Uh, um, cause when you have to dig into yourself, you have to, okay, well what's bullshit and what's not, yeah. uh, what's a delusion in my head and what's real, mm -hmm. you know, how do I best, you know, offer this up as, and create it, uh, into something that's, you know, hopefully hopeful for others. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I mean, I, I used to write all these songs that were just from my perspective that were just about my pain yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's so angsty yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's so like, just so full of self that you're just, by the time you're done I writing know. it, you're like, I got to throw this away. Yeah. Yeah. No one should ever hear this. Oh, I've written a lot of those. Yeah. When you have to, yeah. I'm a firm believer in the fact oh, that you yeah. have to do that yeah. before you can get to a place where you're like. So sick. Yeah, of hearing Dude. my own bullshit. Dude, I know. <laughs> I've got to move on. I know. I know. Uh, but yeah, that's why I love writing, um, just for other people because it it it's easier if I can look at somebody else's life, like you talking about writing um, um, from the perspective of being uh, Kierkegaard, um, no. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's easier to look at somebody else's life. And create something, especially if you're connected to it yeah. in some way. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then give it this spin. And that's what, I mean, that's beautiful to be able to do that. Uh, yeah. And it keeps you going. Yeah. It keeps me musically going to write for other people until I can get back to a place where I can find something of value in my experience and turn that into something that I hope people would mm -hmm. appreciate and like to listen to. So oh, that's very cool. So you, you talked about writing name. In 15 minutes, what is the, what, uh, is a song that like, what's the longest period of time it has taken you to write a song? And I'm not talking about polished and done. Like you started with this idea and then boom, however long later you were like, finally, it's like you finally finished this one that you had oh. on your heart forever or something oh, that you dude. just couldn't let, you couldn't throw away. <clears throat> and I've had a couple that have taken me years. Yeah. I'm in the middle of one right now and I've written so much on it. So much like it is songs and songs worth of songs or mm, lyrics yeah. on one. And it's just infuriating because it's got to be right. You know, boiling it down to. Yeah. Um, so I think, um, you know, I've, I've had a couple of my newer ones that like aren't on the EP that, I mean, they're new to everybody cause nobody's ever heard them. Right. But they're, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, but I've had a 
couple recently that um, I've had the melody for a while. I've had the music for a while. I've started the song with great ideas mm-hmm. and then it just ends so shitty. And then you're like, <laughs> then you realize how weak the beginning of it is mm-hmm. because of how poorly it ended. It's like, you're not even starting off the right foot, you know, and you just got to trash that, you know, but then you're like obsessed. And that's the problem is, is, and that's part of the, probably the critic inside as well, that little alien, alien voice, but you're just obsessed with that sound that's in your head. I don't know if you run mm. s- melodies over your head over and over and over and over and over again all day long. Um, that's the problem is like you start building it up and then you can't hit it because you've built it up too much. You've lost that moment, you know? Yeah. So then you have to throw it away for a while and come back to it later. Yeah. Way later. So, oh yeah. I had, uh, so, that's what I did with one of my songs is I, it was gone for a while and then I picked it up the guitar and started playing the, so probably the part just, I didn't want to even think about it. I just kind of hit one of the notes. I was like, Oh yeah, Hey, this song. And I wrote it like within, you know, that day I finished it. So nice. Yeah. How long did that one take from start to just the bones being uh, done and you're happy? Pro- I mean, somewhere between nine months and a year. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a lot of those right now where it's like, I have the, probably the greatest song ever written <laughs> no, in know? my head. Like in yeah. your head, you build it up. You're oh, like, yeah. this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. I better not mess it up. You know? And then you're, then you're, you've already lost. So it sucks. Yeah. yeah. I'm no, I'm no, uh, uh, Bob Dylan on these things. You know, I'm like, uh, well, I don't, I don't want to say I'm Leonard Cohen either. Cause that guy's a genius, but, uh, but you know, it took what it took him like 15 years to write hallelujah. So, right. yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. I've got a <clears throat> hate to arrive is uh one that uh. took me maybe, um, it was years. Yeah. Um, I wrote, uh, I wrote the, I wrote the lyrics. Um, I'm headed West. Um, behind the sun. And if I do it right tomorrow, will never come. Mm. I wrote that <laughs> three years ago. Damn. Three or four years ago. Oh, man. I got lines like that too, man. Where it's and like, this I was is like, magic. Yeah. yeah. Well, and at yeah. the time I, I actually, I just, uh, ended a, a year long engagement after being together for like three and a half years with this yeah. woman. And yeah. I was washing the dishes in here one day and I just had this thought come across my mind and talk about emotional breaks. Like I actually <laughs> sobbed on the floor as I wrote, I like punched into my phone, oh. like a full, like that was the only part of the words that were usable. Yeah. Was I'm headed West behind the sun. I started, I just rattled off like pages into my phone. Yeah. Just like typing away Dude, and doing yeah, yeah, speech yeah. to text and all yep. that stuff. Yeah. And then I wound up, I boiled it down to that one phrase that I was able to use later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I held on to that for Years and I kept right. trying to introduce it onto something, yeah. and I couldn't do it. And then just one the day, line, or was it a melody? Like just the melody. that line. Oh, okay. I couldn't come up with the melody yeah, yeah, yeah. that felt right either. I yep, was like, yep, "There's yep. something here," and this phrase to me is too powerful for me to fuck it up. Yeah, like I've got to do this correctly. 
And so I wound up, um, I started getting into the process of singing the melody or well, creating the melody from the words and using the rhythms that felt natural and, uh, and then putting chords to them mm-hmm. because nine times out of 10, like my, a friend of mine who's got degrees about music was like, dude, just sing a line. There are chords that fit it. And most of yeah. the time you're already singing to a template that you have in your mind anyway. So you yeah. just have to find it or you can even look at it and then form the chords from the, yeah. the notes themselves. And so I started doing that. And with that song, it wound up being like a simple, like one, four, five yeah. change. And I was like, Oh, but it worked it yeah. worked really well. And it came out to be this like folky kind of slow country ish yeah. tune, but it's like, I'm more proud of the lyrics of that than yeah. I am of maybe not anything that I've ever done, but close. <laughs> there he is. Hey there. Very few people get, got to, wild get to see here. Benjamin make uh-huh. his way around the room. Oh, look at that guy. <laughs> he's a happy dog. He is very happy. He's the uh, lively. He's pretty much my heart. He's been through. Uh, <laughs> he saw. He's the only person in my life, really, that uh, other than a few other people that knew me when I was still uh, drinking and drugging all the time with hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. I did have hair. It was a wonderful time in my uh, life. So he saw all the tears, huh? Oh yeah. Baseball bat tail. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that song. You're good. Don't worry. Later. <laughs> okay. We'll see you soon. Um, Goodbye, friend. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're actually talking to somebody that was. Yes, there is a real person yeah. as well as uh, not just Ben, but my friend Cynthia is here as well. So, uh, um, but that song that you wrote, that's a so this is an example that this doesn't happen a lot for a lot of like songwriters I hear. I don't hear other people's music all the time and, and say like, Hey, I need to write something, you know, but that song that you wrote spoke to me and I told you that. Yeah. But, um, I wrote a song from not, I don't know if it was shared ideas, but, uh, well, uh, several of the lines in there really spoke to me. So, Oh yeah. And then, no, but, I mean, and that's, that was a huge compliment cause I really, really love, I love your style a lot. Um, I told you earlier, it's kind of the same stuff that yeah. I do. Get this dog's awful. Get out of here. You're you're all love, and I get it, but it's too much for this tiny table to take. Um, you just can't get enough. You're so loud, dog. <laughs> you're so loud, dude. Take that, oh, God. take that tail elsewhere. You go that way. Get out of here. All right. Don't block, block him off. That's it. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I always, I, for a long time before I went to JJ's alley, like mm-hmm. that was the place that I kind of heard about for a long time that I was like, that's where a lot of songwriters go. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to see if you've, if you've got not necessarily what it takes, but like, yeah. if you want to feel like, see where you feel you fit in as far as how your writing chops are, it's a good standard. Yeah. For Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, as far as, yeah. cause, um, most every prominent songwriter I know, uh, goes through there. Not to say that that's the only place, you know, um, 
obviously there's tons of places where people roll through that are fantastic songwriters, but that's one where I see consistently people that I know and that I know are out there just kicking ass. They come through there at least every once in a while. Um, well, they're not, they're nobody, they're nobody's getting paid to do that. And they're just throwing down killer sets, man. It's like, oh, yeah. sometimes you see these couplings, you know, for the swap and it's just like, it just, yes, sometimes couldn't be better, you know? Yeah. So some yeah. of the best sets you're going to see kind of go through there as well. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. It's really nice. But yeah, man. Um, shoot, we're getting close now. I want to talk about look into you, uh, look into my eyes a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wouldn't mind, like what's, what's the story behind that song is look into my eyes, the Kierkegaard mm-hmm. kind of front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was just, I, you know, I see p- parallels in, you know, these certain characters in throughout history you know, or even in literature or whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I really place myself in their shoes, you know, S- especially certain people like him. Like he yeah. came from a very religious background. I knew a lot about his history and, um, you know, that desire to be more than what you are, you know, or to where, be more than where you came from. Um, you know, and there's, Sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes it can destroy the good part of you, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, if it goes to the extreme, and, um, you know, like I can't say whether it did actually get him, but it, it it just seemed like he just couldn't get over it. And I worried that I would um, do the same in, in my life with my wife. I mean, we've had, we're both wild people, like I said. And, yeah. and if you meet her, you'll never think wild. but I, what, that's, I'm using that phrase meaning like, uh, um, we're a bit volatile in our emotions towards each other sometimes, you know, right. and what we want out of life for ourselves and for each other. And, um, you know, there've been multiple moments and anytime you're in a long-term relationship, there's going to be moments where you go, left or you go right, you know? Yeah. And, um, we were, you know, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Loudest dog ever. Yeah. He doesn't but, know how to drink uh, <laughs> But he, uh, but I like, uh, I wrote that song, like uh, thinking about him, you know, he's long dead. Um, I don't, I mean, I appreciate existentialism, but it's, it's really his life that has uh, inspired me. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I feel like I chose his other path, you know? So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's where, uh, you know, sometimes that, that anger that, uh, you know, I've, I've heard somebody say, they're like, man, your love song sounds so angry. I don't, I don't know if you really are trying to like write love songs, but you're not quite getting there. And I'm like, I, I told the guy, I was like, and you don't understand love. I was, yeah, I said, I, have you been in love? <laughs> you know? And so, um, you know, for me, that's, that's just where that song came from. You know, yeah. those, those uh, complicated emotions I was trying to capture. So, I really dig that because you're talking about parallels and I started thinking about it. I've sacrificed 
probably every major like relationship in my life, uh, as far as like romantic mm-hmm. has always fallen from, uh, like it's always come in second mm-hmm. for music. Yeah. Uh, I was raised in a pretty chaotic home and I always held fast to what I could control. Yeah. And music was that thing later on in life. I was like, this has never hurt me. This is always, mm-hmm. this has always kind of led, it's, it's always been a healing thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and most every romantic, well, not most, every single romantic relationship I've ever had, uh, has always kind of fallen short to it. Yeah. Uh, or not falling short, but has fallen away because I chose music yeah. and, you know, here I sit. I mean, I, I've chosen it every step of the way, but I'm still not, you know, I make my living doing this. Yeah. Playing music, not the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, I don't know. I'm not better off. Yeah. You know, really. And yeah. it's kind of funny to watch the different paths taken, different decisions made and sacrifices that we all go through. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't think, um, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't know if I chose, uh, you know, love over music necessarily. Um, well, yeah, but, but you chose, I chose one. Yeah. You, I feel like other. you went right. I, I feel like some I, others went left is all. If I, if, if we were to split, like I, I think I'd be even further away from my true self or what I can be. Right. You know, um, cause that's really what it comes down to is it's not about music, but it's really, you're trying to find your true self inside. you like, you're trying to find something, you know? Um, cause there's more to you than just, just that, you know what yeah. I mean? No, um, certainly. And so I, in, in our, sometimes in moments of desperation, we choose path of what we think is the path of least resistance, you know, or the easiest route or whatever. And it's just, um, I don't know for, for, for me, because we're destitute at times, you know, it seemed <laughs> easier to stay together, you know, but, well, yeah. uh, but yeah, I don't know. We're just, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this exact, exactly. Except that, um, I've, I feel like, there are these big moments in your life. And of course, when you're where you are and you're looking back, you can justify where you are, you know, I mean, yeah. you, can, you can easily say that you're in a much better place now than you were, you know, otherwise I, I've only gone this route. So I only know this one, you know, right. But, um, you know, I, I never regret where I am or, you know, the decisions I've made at this point. So I feel like everything's led to this point for a reason. So awesome. Yeah. Well, actually, that's probably one of the coolest ways to talk about what? your song. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, well, a lot of times, you know, <clears throat> I ask that question and we talk about kind of how they sat down and wrote it and everything mm-hmm. like that. And which we kind of covered that anyways, but it was, uh, this was a unique one where we actually got to sit down and see like, but there was, you, there was a lot of depth to that song in the first place. And there, I mean, there always is with these, yeah. but like you explained it really well. Yeah. You done eating you loud, loud dog, you grab you and not let you go. <laughs> well, man, um, 
before we wrap this thing up, what are probably the best ways to keep track of you and what you're doing? Um, I certainly hope to see you playing around more and you were talking about uh, getting a full band back together of some sort or, or playing with some people. And I'd really be excited to see that. And I yeah. think anybody who hears the song at the end of this will definitely, yeah. definitely want to keep track yeah. of you. Well, I, you know, I think I do have certain strengths when I'm performing, you know, um, you know, vocally, I think I'm good there, but like, uh, man, it feels good to be with the band because you can step away from the mic for a second, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you're, you're not, it's not all on yeah, you and you can exactly. take a second to breathe. Exactly. And I, uh, I've been able to do that a few times and it feels just so good. And I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that again. Cause I feel like what my songs are, are there moments of, of explosions and the times in between, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, uh, I feel like hopefully if I get some players together, you know, play some, play, you know, have some good performances in the future. Um, so right now I'm kind of just, uh, I'll be building, you know, uh, check me out Instagram and Facebook basically. Um, you know, going to work on getting some professional, uh, pictures and start, you know, yeah. trying to do the real thing, you know? Yeah. Do you so, already have an Instagram and all that? I do. Yeah. Okay. Just Kirk Saffel. Yeah. K I R K S A. That was good. That was a good. One. Uh, S A F F L E. And, uh, <clears throat> beautiful. Yeah. And then I have uh, music on Spotify, uh, Bandcamp. Is it that hot? You just nervous around me. What's the deal? He's super happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy too, little buddy. He's about the happiest <laughs> oh. dog you've ever seen. Gosh. He plays all the guitars, don't worry. Yeah. Here. Oh, that squeaks. Okay, <laughs> go that way. <laughs> uh, Good buddy. Yeah, so, uh, and then, I don't know. I, th- I think that's, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Uh, in the future, I'll have better answers, you know, and. Oh yeah. And we're definitely going to have you back on at some point, man. Yeah. One of the cool things about this is I get to check back in with people and just see how they're doing. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll come back next week. I got another <laughs> song for you. <laughs> we do. <laughs> well, awesome, brother. I really appreciate you coming on today. Yeah. And, right. uh, yeah, you guys stick around, listen to look into my eyes and go check out Kirk Saffle, K I R K S A F F L E on Spotify and iTunes. Um, his EP is out on there, Pain and Passion. And uh, yeah, you're not going to regret it and you're going to want to keep track of him. So find him on Facebook, find him on Instagram. And um, yeah, we'll definitely be keeping track of him here. So if you don't know, if all those fails, follow us and we'll get you to him. So thank you, man, for coming on. And Woo! Uh, yeah, we did it. We did it, man. <laughs> you made my stinking dog. Dude, thanks for having me, man. Hey, yeah, I appreciate Love you, brother. it. Love you too. All right, guys, that's it for us. You stick around, listen to Look Into My Eyes, and uh, thank you for joining us. Let's catch you next time. All right, Look Into My Eyes.
Look into my eyes, look into my eyes. Look into my eyes, look into my eyes. 